Thank you, Father, for this time in your grace. Let every person feel loved. If you don't feel loved, you'll never receive one word from God. You'll never receive any teaching, any preaching from God. It'll all be religion until you know and feel loved. So I ask for a fresh dose right off the start of the feeling of your love. The feeling of your love is actually the door of the heart. One of the most destructive teachings is it's not about your feelings. Well, then it's not about your heart. Because the heart is the place of the soul's feelings. <laughs> Meaning you've just closed the door to any possible transformation. <laughs> and we do it all the time and we just learn through what we suffer. So open our hearts. Each and every one of us, let us open our hearts, open our feelings, open our emotions, and get a little unsafe and vulnerable to the devouring fire of love that will eat and progressively eat our hearts tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Praise God. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Amen. Are we having troubles with the internet over there? It looks like frames are dropping. How does it look and sound online, you guys? Give me some feedback in the chat messaging. Holy Ghost. We're experiencing incredible warfare against our ministry in Minneapolis, and so it's not surprising that all the settings that have worked perfectly the last few days now are having tremendous problems. You can see all the errors and frames dropping over there as I look at the computer screen. Well, they say it's awesome now, so it must have cleared up. We release the angels through the cables and the cords to guard the rivers of fire going into the natural realm for everyone to receive from the throne of God and the Lamb. That's the place of the arch, that's the place of the arch, and the angels of the arch. The arc between the Father and the Son releases the river through everyone. We thank you for it now, Heavenly Father, for releasing fresh glory from the arch. And the glory of the Father shall be their Son, and the glory of the sun shall be their moon it is written so all the natural light that is in your blood all the curse of the fall of creation keeping you bound in the realm of the natural we ask for it to be transfused by the glory of the father and the glory of the lord jesus that we may come out of darkness into light in greater measure Tonight, tonight, hallelujah, amen, praise God, thank you. I really appreciate your comments, I read all of them every day, and so we're refining everything. We have a tremendous amount of new equipment in the studio, so be gracious with us as we adjust, 
and it's a really interesting time of transition. The fire of God has never burned stronger in our hearts, and so you know what that means. Stuff is coming out. Remember the serpent came out of the fire when Paul landed on the island. He started a fire and then a snake came out of the fire and attached itself to his hand. <laughs> so you really don't even deal with the biting snake of the fallen angels and spiritual warfare until you start fires, until you start burning. That's when all hell breaks loose, and all hell's been breaking loose against us for 15 years of full-time ministry, so we're very, very versed in how to deal with these snakes. This is not something new to us. This every season of greater glory, greater fires, stuff being burnt out of people's bloodlines, and to understand it in the spirit of wisdom, understand the River Nile. The River Nile is the dead bloodlines. In the Nile you had the frogs, in the Nile you had the crocodiles, you had the reptilians, you had the demons. All these things are symbolized of the realm of the dead. The realm of the dead is understood prophetically, symbolized by Egypt. Revelation says Egypt and Sodom where our Lord was crucified. So in the realm of Egypt you have the river of man's fallen blood, the realm of the dead, where all the demons leech on to human beings. Remember the whore of Babylon's drunk on the blood of the saints. Why, why are the saints in the realm of the dead getting sucked dry? They were taught that is loving others. You were taught that if you love them, you let them suck your blood. You let them drink your blood, weren't you? And you're not loving if you don't let them suck you dry. Well, that ain't love, guys. That's Egypt. The realm of the dead is dependent on the covenant people. And if they can't deceive the covenant people to be in the realm of the dead, they have no way of stealing light and stealing resources for Satan and his angels. So we're coming out of the realm of the dead and the river of the dead, the river Nile and the frogs, which is lust spirits, and the crocodiles, which is pride spirits. And there's about two hundred million according to Revelation chapter 9 that swim in the bloodstream of the nations we talk about the river of life every day what is the river of life it is the bloodstream of God what is the river of man it's the river of death it is the bloodstream of man so as you go from glory to glory the crocodiles and the amphibians and the frogs are less and less until your bloodstream is crystal clear and sparkling and it's a wonderful transformation the highest rapture according to Gian Guyan is transformation transformation is the highest rapture isn't that wild what's being transformed your hearts your bloodlines and your bloodstreams that is the transformation after you are born of the spirit and the water john 3 says the water because the water is to transform your flesh and what's the life of the flesh the blood the blood has to change the blood changes by the word of god being written by the seven spirits of god in your heart seven spirits of god are seven blazing torches 
writing God's promises on the tablet of your heart. That's what changes the quality of light, the quality of grace, the quality of love, and the quality of glory in your blood. And your blood speaks. So let's go through this. The blood is speaking. What is our blood speaking? Do you know that the crocodiles and the frogs are words spoken from the river Nile? Every person on earth's blood is preaching. Every person on earth's blood is teaching. Are you teaching the frogs and the alligators of the river Nile? Yes, you are. And we're coming out of that to teach and preach the river of life and its angels, its angelic words. That is the river of Jesus Christ's blood. Woman, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to pour out my blood on the mercy seat and give everyone the opportunity to have a blood transfusion from Nile to Jordan, from Egypt to Zion, from earth to heaven, and they shall be lifted up into the glory and be transformed, raptured. What's the destiny and the narrow path after you're born again? Rapture. The rising, the ascension, the psalms of the ascension, the psalms of the stairway, the psalms of the rising and the going up. We climb Mount Zion, not spiritually, physically, in the blood. And the higher you've lifted your blood, right? What did Jesus say to Mary Magdalene? Do not cling to me. For I have not yet ascended. What's the ascension? The taking of, not the blood of Jesus, it's already up there. Your blood up there. And it's a spiritual elevation. And it comes by faith. Hearing the word of God. Letting it be written on your heart. And your blood rises. And your blood boils. And frog by frog. Reptile, crocodile, and alligator by alligator gets burnt out of your bloodlines and bloodstreams. And you get purified where? In your heart from all unrighteousness, 1 John chapter 1. What's the heart? The blood. And the life is in the blood. But we're still dying. So there's not that much life in our blood because of the elevation of our hearts. What does Philippians 3 verse 11 say? That we may obtain moral and spiritual resurrection from the dead while in the body. That means that your heart, which is your moral compass, has to rise and descend to the Father. Not your spirit. Anyone born again, his spirit is seated in heavenly places. Now your soul. And that's the costly place because as you ascend, the soul dies doesn't live anymore it dies the dying to the self in the soul is the cost you pay for eternal life and few find it jesus said few find it why because they cling to this life instead of loving their lives not unto death which is how the bible teaches you overcome the devil revelation 12:11 they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb Wow, a different bloodline, a different bloodstream. Going up into the high places and changing. Remember, what is the highest rapture? 
changing. The word change is metamorphosis or transformation. <laughs> so the highest calling in life after you believe in Jesus is to change. <laughs> Sounds really simple. It'll cost you everything. It'll cost you every opinion, every judgment of yourself and judgment of others. All of it burns as you rise, and you're learning how to love as you rise. What is love? The flame of Yahweh. It is the fire that devours humanity. It is the very fire used in the animal sacrifice, the flame of love. We must devour ourselves. Be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. What does holy mean? Selfless? Is it just the denying of self? No, it is the moral resurrection or the incineration of the heart. The heart becomes a furnace and dissolves by the presence of God. The higher you rise above the realm of the dead, above the bloodlines of fallen humanity, which is the River Nile, out of Egypt into the wilderness, crossing the Red Sea, so you begin drinking the blood of the Lamb. The Red Sea is the blood of Jesus. You drank the blood of Jesus, so now you came out of Egypt. So now you go through the time of testing in the wilderness. What are they? The blood tests. Which bloodline will you be of? The earthly man or the heavenly man? The first Adam who dies in Egypt or the second Adam who's an ever-living being at the right hand of God? That's the testing of your blood, the testing of your genealogies, the testing of your bloodstreams. That how much life do you want in your blood? What price are you willing to pay to change and transform into the likeness of God tonight? Jesus said, count the cost before you go to war. What are you warring against? Self. You're not warring against anything else. The devils only live within the self-nature in your own soul. We look at others and blame others, but all sin and darkness is inside the self because when Jesus burns up the self-nature, the fullness of deity indwells you bodily. And he is perfect fire. And he is perfect love. And he is perfect grace. And he has favor with everyone. There are measures of fire that will incinerate your hearts and brains and bones where the fullness of God the Father will consume everyone around you. Those are called the realms of the kingdom, the dominion of the kings. He's king of kings or king of the lords of the realms of the earth. Revelation chapter 1, this little scroll is addressed to the kings and priests of the earth. What's the king and priesthood? The new covenant, the believers who have the royal power burning in the wick of their heart. The flesh of your heart is the wick of God. A trimmed wick is a circumcised heart. Wise virgins full of oil with trimmed wicks for maximum burning daily for the fire of his presence. That's the normal discipleship walk every day 
and you'll get more and more proficient in burning yourself and burning others out of the overflow of torching yourself because there can be no hypocrisy no hypocrisy <laughs> that's the worst no fallen angel pride and listen because of the river Nile and the reality of the fall you were born in in the Nile weren't you like Moses more Moses was born in the river Nile pulled out in a basket set apart from the bloodlines of Egypt which is the bloodlines of death <laughs> the blood of the realm of the dead pulled out trained in the realm of the dead every single one of us was trained somewhat in religion so you've been trained in the necromancy of Egypt not me yeah especially you you all learn the ways to fallen angels because you've passed through Babylon the Great you have lived in this world you have learned magic arts in every building made by human hands it's true different measures of it but you've all learned sorcery you've all learned magic now you are learning righteousness really only two trees in the garden but you're in denial when you're in darkness I didn't learn magic my god everyone by default before they're transformed in rapture is a witch and warlock what do you think the river Nile is it's the river that flows out of the mouth of the red dragon in the book of Revelation <laughs> the very fall of man is the training in the rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft the rebellious nature is a thousand bulls deep in every brain on earth now not every soul is bold enough and brave enough to leave in this to lead in the sacrifice of the self nature and so different leaders will emerge in communities in cities and in nations to sacrifice the bulls of Bashan the bulls of Bashan gaped about him Psalms 22 which are the demons of pride that influence our souls night and day that's the very curse of the fall is having pride in the soul everyone's pride is a bull of Bashan when we were younger in the Lord this was very very difficult a, a very hard subject one of those things you say this is a hard teaching Lord who can obey it well you learn how to obey it because you want to sacrifice the curse of the fallen angels inside your own souls in order to rise and ascend with your blood to be at the right hand of God physically otherwise we still are under governors and tutors until the appointed time of maturity until the appointed time of the changing of the bloodline the changing of the soul the changing of the bones and marrow and the serving at his altar instead of the altars of demons so the very change that we require to be saved is a sacrifice in the soul and God is teaching us how to pull down by the horns of our own pride bull after bull first Chronicles says that Solomon offered God a thousand bulls and after the thousand bulls were sacrificed the glory of God filled the temple now you are the temple what is the bull what are the bulls of Bashan our own pride I tell you the truth 
every man and woman born of the flesh has a thousand bulls to be sacrificed and their own brain being pulled down into Christ in them. The glory fire. So when you're just sacrificing your first few bulls, it's a place of offense. It's a place of being very, very weak and very, very prideful. That's why it says in Timothy that have no young believers in a place of leadership lest they get puffed up in pride and go the way of the devil. Because we have sacrificed so little of, the, of our own bulls that we usually place on others yokes they're not meant to bear. Because we really don't know the ways of the priesthood yet. Because we haven't sacrificed that much of our own brain for the fire of God in our hearts. This is true. I've walked this path, and these are wonderful things that each one of us learn in our royal priesthood, in our holy nation. Learning how to be a proficient priest to bring the daily sacrifice. What's the daily sacrifice? The bull of self. <laughs> and so I saw the thousand bulls last night and today we're dealing with an incredible amount of bull <laughs> and so to teach people how to grab the horns out of their own head hey I tell you what there's horns being pulled down they're called strongholds lies belief systems all of us every area where we're blind there's a bull and we, what Jesus say, you think you see, but you're blind. I counsel for you to purchase ISAF. The purchasing of the ISAF is the pulling down of the bull. It's a very costly sacrifice. The whole bull offering was the most expensive and costly of all the animal sacrifices symbolized in the Old Covenant. A bull was four times more than a sheep or a goat or a ram or any other animal. So this is the most expensive and painful sacrifice, and there are 1,000 of them in every soul. So you might be sacrificing two turtle doves. <laughs> hey, they're saved. There is a measure of the Holy Ghost in your two turtle dove sacrifice. You might be sacrificing rams, and you come out of a community where you sacrifice a ram out of your brain, which is out of the natural realm, into the glory realm, and you're something special. This is a real self-sacrificial person. We sacrifice rams. We sacrifice male lambs. We sacrifice doves. But coming into the realm of sacrificing bulls is altogether other. This is the pulling down of principalities. This is the pulling down of the fallen angels. And only in the sacrifice of the bull of Bashan in your soul is the temple filled with glory. <laughs> Paul said, we are living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. Then he also said in another place that I died daily. What is the death? No longer in the external sacrifice of the animals now dealing in the very mark of the beast in your forehead. What is it? What's the beast? It's the bull of Bashan. 
It's the stubbornness of our religious pride that resists, quenches, and grieves the Holy Spirit constantly. And there's grace for it because every believer, after they're born again, learns how to bring sacrifice. And a good priest will always teach you how to bring more and more sacrifice. People will often go away sad saying, I can't sacrifice that much. Remember the rich young ruler? He was like, oh, cool, you know, you brought a ram and a male goat. How about a bull? And he went away sad, I can't sacrifice that much. How dare you even threaten me? I've been doing everything good I can my whole life. And he's like, Jesus, like, well, the community you come from has a standard where you're barely even saved. And it's, it's humbling, it's humiliating, it's crushing, and it's healthy and it's good because the standard is Jesus. The standard we are to bear is picking up your cross and following Jesus. And what he sacrificed was everything, and it's the standard of every true disciple's sacrifice. Not your apostle, not your prophet, the apostle Jesus and the prophet Jesus. And that's how we raise the bar. That's how we get filled with the glory. That's the only way to go from glory to glory. That's the only way to stay on the front lines. And so God is challenging this community, Red Letter Ministries and everyone in it, to start pulling down the bulls by the horns. Start pulling down every single stronghold, anything that rises up against the wisdom of Christ. And there will be stuff that you continuously deal with. And you will learn how to burn it in the fire. The priests get so good at burning the animal. Some of us have been priests for one year, two years, three years, 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. We can always become more proficient priests in the burning of the animal. And I tell you the truth, when communities start sacrificing bulls, they start doing damage to principalities. And they start to lift the tabernacle of David. They start to lift the feast of the tabernacle. What is the tabernacle? The covering of God's glory. To have no other shelter, no other tent, except the fire and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That arch, which is the rainbow over the earth. Come on. What is the result of all the sacrifice of the sinful fallen nature, the changing of our blood lines from Nile to Jordan, from Egypt to Zion, and all the intensity of burning up our lives in the Holy Spirit? Why? To heal this earth, to bring heaven to earth. You deal with the decadence in the bloodlines, the hypocrisy in Christian leadership. You deal with every real subject, all the falsity, all the self-preservation and self-protection and the defending of self as if you're even innocent about anything in your life. <laughs> Do you know the only innocence is the fire? See, a mature priest knows there's nothing good in us except the fire of God. Seven torches burning. The burning of the fire is your measure of righteousness. It's your proficiency as a priest to eat 
animal flesh. The fire of the altar devoured the flesh. It devoured the fat. It devoured the blood. It ate up everything. Our God is an all-consuming fire, but he only receives willing sacrifices. Not compulsive, not under compulsion, not reluctantly. He's not taking those sacrifices. He's not taking those hearts. He's not taking those bloodlines. He's taking people that come as willing love offerings from the heart. That I want God to consume my heart. And even though I know everything in me is ugly. Song of Solomon chapter 1. I am black but lovely. It is written. Even though I am completely black. Let his fire of his love devour me. And it does. You get to Song of Song 8, and you have been consumed by fire, and you're no longer black because you're no longer self-existent. There's no longer those eyes there that can see only out of a seared conscience, a separation from the Holy Spirit. Behind those eyes is only the person of the Holy Spirit. Once you go from Song of Solomon 1 blackness to Song of Solomon 8, fire. You've been devoured. Those eight little chapters that take 30 minutes to read is the total transformation of the rapture of love. The devouring of our pride. I will ascend the sacred mountains with you. The bride says, yes, I will become your bride. I will become the sacrifice. See, the lamb that was slain is looking for a bride that will participate in his co-crucifixion. Not partially. It must be complete. The Father won't glorify a partial sacrifice. That is why Christians walk in so little of the presence and the glory of God. <laughs> it is the Father himself that possesses everything the Spirit burns and sanctifies. To know the Father is to have your whole heart given to the Holy Spirit every day. That's the price we're willing to pay. And you're willing to look ugly in front of others because you're going through the transformation of having all your crocodiles and frogs burnt out of your bloodlines. So you're not going to look better, you're going to look worse. Respectability is a demon spirit that keeps you from transforming. I will become more undignified than this, King David said. <laughs> wow. Meaning, whatever needs to be burnt out of me, I don't care. I just want more of God. Can you get undignified? Can you lose your respectability? Lose your people-pleasing. Lose your fear of man. And grow in the fear of God, which is growing in the fire of His glory. Who knows what's going to come out of you? You know, all sin is common to all men, Scripture says. And if you're willing to pay the price and get into the fire now, that same stuff is inside others that are judging you because of your sanctification. But you are not judging them because you are judging yourself. The same judgment that you give others will be given to yourself. So if you don't judge others, there's no judgment. 
Only sanctification, only ascension, only rising? Did you know the fastest way to grow is to stop judging? It's pride. It's judging and looking by the horns of the bulls of Bashan. Do you think that there's anything in you that makes you better than anything else, anyone else? Is there some self-righteous? That's a bull. And so we progressively have those bulls of our own self-righteousness and pride. Things that make us better than others that we do in the natural realm, that we do in the soul. That's not God. It's religion. Religion is the murder of your neighbor that I'm better than you because of what I do. God said to me today, the sowing and reaping of suspicion is the sneakiest form of murder. Character assassination. Murder. If you have hated your neighbor in your heart, you have murdered them. Matthew chapter 5. Sowing suspicion. So you, instead of sowing suspicion, you sow fire. The word of God is sent to correct, rebuke, and chastise in righteousness. The Word of God will convict of sin and coming judgment when it's sown from self-sacrifice. Because the issue is someone that is burning like that literally has the fire of his love exuding from their soul. So you're not putting others up for self-promotion. There's no competition of people in your class. It's join the fire of God the Father and let's go into union together. Let's go into the promised land of the union of the Garden of Eden together. It's true love is understanding that only fire is the goodness of God on earth. And there's nothing good on this planet in any heart, in any mind, except God's fire. If you can get that lesson tonight and understand the only righteousness on planet earth is the seven spirits of God, Revelation 5, 6, sent out into all the earth through the lamb that was slain, that those seven blazing torches are your righteousness. That's Yahweh Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness, the Lord our fire, Yahweh Ash. He is a consuming fire of love, passion, and fervent heat that will devour our pride. And so there is a testing this season amongst leaders that who can go lower still? Who wants to be glorified by the sacrifice of their thousand bulls? Can you look inside your soul by the eyes of the Holy Spirit and see right now accurately where you're at in the sacrifice of your thousand bulls? You'd be so wise to see that reality. Because we put it on others saying, you need to sacrifice your bulls. Then we don't lift a finger to help them. Jesus said that about the Pharisees. That's the opposite of the disciples. Not only do we help you sacrifice your bulls, we will lead in the sacrifice of our own bulls. That we will humble ourselves even further to the point of the cross every day. Why? Because we love his glory. There's no other way to get the glory of the Father increase in our hearts and minds and bones. Just absolute no nonsense no compromise nazarites the true anointed leadership of joel's army we need it we need that standard 
of perfection. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. How is he perfect? The same way he's on earth in his perfection of his seven blazing torches. What's the torches? What's the function of the fire of the torches before his throne? To eat the animal's meat, which is your brain, your heart, your bowels, and your bones all day long, every day. You fall in love with the fire. And the measure you bring your own flesh and blood into the fire is the measure that you love him. That's the measure you're experiencing his love. And that's the measure you can love others. There's no other love except this fire. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Father, for helping us tear down our own pride. <laughs> pride is the anti-love. Pride is the substance that blocks the sacrifice of self. It's justification. So, this isn't about beating people up and just saying, oh, you're so prideful. This is about learning how to be a priest. <laughs> because we know everyone is pride through and through. There's a thousand layers of pride in every soul. It's not Coming into that understanding is beneficial when you learn how to be a priest of the fire of God. You'll understand what to do with these animals. These animals of self. All the animals that need to be burnt up in your own soul. What do I do with my life? You burn your animals. You burn your sheep. You burn your goats. <laughs> you burn your rams. You burn your doves. Until they can't burn anymore. And the only dove there is the fire dove. Amen. And the only bull there is the ox of God. And they will bear the image of the creatures instead of the creator. Romans 1. Who? Those that reject the fire. Those that reject bringing sacrifice. When you start to bring some real sacrifice out of your own soul, money is automatic. There's not even a... It's so easy to give when you start sacrificing bulls of pride, the bulls of Bashan, out of your own soul, pulling them down to the fire. The natural realm flows like rivers. But if you're all blocked up and you're not bringing any sacrifice of your brain down into the fire of Christ in you and the glory, the realizing of the glories, the realizing of the altar for the animal of the brain. <laughs> and in the fall, we were buried under layers of fallen angels. Layers are called principalities, powers, thrones, dominion, spiritual wickedness, where in heavenly places. So it goes all the way up off the earth into the heavens. And we know that our celestial garments are in the heavens. So what do we sacrifice as our hearts and our minds, our souls and our bloodlines are rising in the natural realm? Because we're already risen in the spirit realm. Now we be, need to be raised in the natural realm to take back what he stole from us. You're going through all those powers. You're going through all the fallen angels. And where do they go? They cling onto your flesh. Just because you won a battle last week doesn't mean if you rise to that new level, you'll be proficient in the sacrifice of that level. You'll probably fall a thousand times. And then you learn... 
well, I'm dealing with the external realm, and I'm using the greater one in me as fire to bring sacrifice to he who's in the world, and it's a spiritual sacrifice. And the more proficient you get with the altar of gold before his throne, the more you can pull down the fallen angels through your flesh and burn them into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the overflow of your priesthood. It's lake. You have all the living water of the book of Revelation. You have all this stuff talking about lakes and waters and springs and streams. This is the overflow of the priesthood of Melchizedek. The whole earth becomes a place of sacrifice by the priests of the new covenant. Becomes on fire. Oh, I brought fire and I hope it was already kindled, Jesus said. Talking about the lake of fire, that's a little bit more than just kindled, isn't it? That is a massive amount of people that know how to practice the new covenant. They're already in hell, the demons, the devils, that's the kingdom of hell. Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So that Satan and his angels are already in the kingdom of hell, so they're not being thrown into hell, they're being thrown in to heaven. They're already in hell, so they're not going to hell. That is hell. That's the kingdom of hell. They don't need to go to hell. They need to go to heaven. And heaven's in you, and you bring heaven through you as fire as you sacrifice self, and all the fallen angels get thrown into heaven on earth. That's the lake of fire. It's true. Truth anyhow. <laughs> and it starts with you learning how to conquer the external by using the internal. Jesus did it. He said, Out of my belly is flowing rivers of living waters of the Holy Spirit. What was he doing with it? He was going town to town, eating, devouring their flesh. <laughs> eating cities. He was changing the elevations of regions. Capernaum, will you be lifted up into the stars? No, Sodom and Gomorrah will have better than you on the day of judgment. What was the issue? Did they receive the devouring fire in their hearts? Did they say no to being eaten by God as animals? See, religion is the cleaning up of the animal, but there's no sacrifice. It's witchcraft. That's what sorcery is. It's being good animals, good serpents, good alligators, all the Egyptian faces of the realm of the dead. They clean up all the external, but they got the alligator beak, they got the bird beak, they got the cat face, and all of those things of the, the sphinx and all of the realm of the dead and of Egyptian symbolism is people burying the images of the fallen creatures and then covering up with external religion. But there's no sacrifice of the animal. It's not the new covenant. It's not Christianity. It's pure paganism. It's actually necromancy. It's coming into covenant with the realm of the dead and allowing the external man to rule over the spirit even after you're born again. It's being doubly dead, twice dead. Bewitched. <laughs> so the thing about it is, is a lot of people go that route after they're born again. Who has constantly brought the brain, the animal flesh, 
the mark of the beast, the forehead, down into the rivers. Jesus said it flows out of your innermost being, Greek word womb. Who has brought their brain before God's throne to burn it as an animal? The priests of the Melchizedek order only. The royal priesthood. What's royal about it? You're serving at the Father's throne, not in types and shadows of the external fallen angels and the faces of the crocodile and the birds, but the very face of God, 1 Corinthians 13, they will know him face to face because they've served at his altar as priests. And they shall be the priests of my God. They will be pillars in the house of my God. The overcomers who learn God's ways. All the types and shadows of the Levitical priesthood was to learn the ways of God within. Not on the outside, which is the place of the hypocrites, on the inside, the inner man working beyond the veil, working in the Holy of Holies. Amen. These words are working in your inner man and trying to pull your brain into the Holy of Holies. Can you bring the animal sacrifice? Can you pull down the bulls of your brain? Not just once. Hundreds and hundreds of times, and then you keep doing it. And even if you're the most mature elder of the elderly, John on Patmos, apostle of the whole planetary existence, literally the anointed leader of the universe, you're still doing that daily. You're still dying daily. There's still nothing good about you. It's true. And you actually progressively realize that so the sacrifice gets easier and easier because there's less and less pride, more and more humility. You get proficient in the priesthood. And you learn how to minister to others. The young Christians are often terrified at the level of sacrifice of the mature Christians, and so they'll make every excuse to stay away from them, lest they die. And they would die, because they're scared of death still. But as you learn there's nothing else here, you start to bring your members to the fire. You start to mature. You start to lose your life to find His. <laughs> not just in the quotation of the Scripture, not just in the brain that we know that's good sound doctrine, but in the experience of losing yourself to the unknown God that you only knew about previously but are now experiencing. And the experience is the paying of the price for the anointing. And can you continue to pay the price? Can you not get off the altar when it's hard? When the things you love are burning out of your hands? When the things you love are being removed from your soul? And though you wanted to serve God and be godly, you're being exposed as the most ungodly black creature on earth. Wow. That's what the fire does. It reveals our blackness. It reveals our total depravity. It is so embarrassing. And people put makeup on so they look good in front of others. This is the children of the fallen angels. We put fire on to show there's nothing good about us. And it will bring such tremendous joy because it's all grace. 
What is the joy of the Lord? It's your dependency on his goodness and none of your own. Until this work is complete in us, there will still be the influence of the fallen angels in our souls. And when those things come and test you to see what in you still belongs to the kingdom of hell, don't be discouraged. The apostles were making mistakes. Their mistakes are recorded in scripture. How embarrassing is that? Abraham nearly sold his wife to the Pharaoh. How embarrassing. David committing adultery with Bathsheba and then murdering her husband. Written in the Bible for eternity. For study purposes. It doesn't get any more embarrassing than the sins of these mighty champions. So don't think for one second that your sins won't be exposed, uncovered, laid bare, and embarrassed. That is part of the process, the humiliation of the self, that there is absolutely nothing good in it at all. And that is what God the Father covers in fire. That place of total vulnerability of the human condition is what receives the fire for the sacrifice. And if you can stay in that place of David's adultery and David's murder and his desperation and sackcloth and ashes before Nathan the prophet, you will stay in the place of brokenness. You will stay in the place of the alabaster box smashed on the head of Jesus Christ and you're in desperation at his feet, washing him with your hair. That's the place of the daily death of self. That's not a one-time deal. It's one time at first when we're young in the Lord. I'm sure Mary of Bethany was challenged hundreds of times after that for her consistency. You did it once, Mary. Can you become a disciple and do it every day? Can that level of desperation be sustained? That's what maturity is. That's what ascending the mountain of the Lord actually is, is maintaining that level of total desperation on the spirit of Jesus Christ in every area of your soul. That's the place of becoming friends of the Father and as you are constant and consistent in the daily animal sacrifice, you'll draw near to God. That is the entering of Zion. That is the coming out of the world. That is the sanctification and the transformation of rapture. That's the pilgrimage of the Christian. There's nothing else here, people. It's the only reason why you're here is to be a pilgrim. Where are you going? Get a vision for it. Let these words paint a vivid picture in your hearts of the purpose of your life on this planet to grow closer to God through the sacrifice of your bulls. <laughs> when you're confronted and things pop up too, make sure you use that opportunity to humble yourself, the crushing of the lessons of life. Do not despise the days of small beginnings, Scripture says. 
I remember all the times of my humiliation in Teen Challenge from 99 to 2001 in my five years in Bible college where I was, I was very young in wisdom and learning so much from mistakes constantly. Without those mistakes, I never would have grown in wisdom. The saying is true. A righteous man falls seven times and gets back up again. You learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. It's true. <laughs> so if we try to hold it together and look like we're mature Christians in front of others, you're not going to grow. Because there's no maturity in you except the mature one, Jesus. What is maturity? The dependence on the only one that has any goodness on him, the fire of God. Not cleaning yourself up. Getting possessed and burnt up. Burnt up. This heart is the sacrifice. I live for my heart to burn hotter, eating my very existence every day. That's all I want, is to be completely eaten by the mouth of God the Father, to live inside his belly, to be a part of his bloodstream, his river of life. In him we live and move and have our being. Have you been devoured? Are you allowing yourself to be eaten by God the Father's fire? Are you still resisting the fire, running from the fire? As you ascend the mountain, the fire eats you progressively. It's a slow digestion. God in his infinite patience and kindness has allowed people to ascend the steps and the stairways gradually. Now if you're desperate, use an elevator right to the top. Very few people have that experience. Most people hang out at the base of the mountain and don't go any higher lest they die. So that if even an animal were to touch the mountain, it must be stoned to death. You know that? It's written. What's the animal that gets stoned to death? Your self-nature. <laughs> the losing control of all your plans, hopes, and ideas in this world. Your family is no longer your family. Your friends are no longer your friends. You become adopted into the family and friends of the 24 elders. And so everything is made new. Behold, I make all things new. Are you still holding on? Let go. The fire will only come through willing vessels that make pilgrimage. The fire will come and devour this earth through those who rise by self-sacrifice. Holy Mount Zion, rising as chief of all the other mountains of the last days. He wants to show off his sons and daughters of fire. He wants to show off his mature king priests. The ones who know how to burn the bulls, the Solomons. So I pray, Father, that you would help each one become a Solomon. Help each one pull down their own bulls of their own pride into the fire of the altar inside their hearts right now. Let this vision be burned into their hearts to understand the new covenant priesthood and to not waste one more day or hour 
on the canker worm, which is the brain, surfing the animal head instead of burning it. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the fixing of the animal head, the serving of the animal head, burying the images of the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and reptiles. The tree of life is the daily bringing of the soul and the animal into the Father's fire. Thank you, Father, for your fire devouring all our animal faces, all of our animal brains, all of our thousand bulls, thousand male sheep, and thousand rams. May this cost of getting the anointing be very clear to everyone today. Count the cost before you go to war against your own animals. And you will ascend and it gets fun. It is so fun burning up my brain. It was painful when there were things in me that I tolerated of the evil one. It squirms, the serpents hiss, and they go crazy. They go completely bonkers in the fire. But as you learn to bring daily sacrifice, you fall in love with the fire. That becomes the ecstasy of God. It becomes the rapture of transformation. We have a saying, what at first irritates, later intoxicates. What are you intoxicated on? The sacrifice the blood sacrifice, so intoxicated, the Queen of Sheba. The Bible says that her spirit was no longer in her. She was raptured. <laughs> the thousand bull offering raptured the Queen of Man. It will rapture the Bride of Christ. It will lift you up into the Bridegroom's chambers and you will rule as the light of the world. But you can't do it with bowls of Bashan gaping about you, around your head, above your head. Any principality still over your head is blocking your rulership and still has the keys of your kingdom. Remember, the giants in the promised land. Have you slaughtered the seven nations of Canaan above you? No, you haven't. Do not lie to the Holy Spirit. You have not. When you do, we will live in the kingdom of heaven on earth and there will be no more demonic rulership in anywhere in the earth. That's what God has asked us to bring in this generation. The new heavens where righteousness reigns and it comes with a cost. The cost of the realm of the dead and everything in it. And no matter what it takes, Father, we have signed up with this group to pay that price. To rise higher and descend higher and to bring our blood higher into Zion. To become the very bloodlines and genealogy of Jesus Christ. Of these ones, he's not ashamed to call his brothers and sisters. The same royal blood. The same monarchy. Jesus only preached monarchy and what makes you monarchy blood what changes your blood ascension woman 
Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. Have you yet ascended to your Father? What is clinging to you? What is holding you down in lower elevations, keeping your blood mixed with crocodiles and frogs? Face reality in the eyes and use the seven torches of the Holy Ghost to burn it and change it and heal it. That's why you are a royal priesthood. In Jesus' name, amen. I tell you the truth, guys. It's only real when you bring financial sacrifice. It is cowardly and unspiritual to not challenge the natural sacrifice of money into the glory and the fire of God. People take a very weak way out. And I did this for years and God challenged me for 10 years. I was so cowardly in actually challenging people to bring the actual change through financial sacrifice that I'd have a sentence or two sentences at the end of every message when I'd work 40, 80 hour weeks in the ministry and barely taken, you know, scraps to live on because of pride, because of poverty, which is the pride of Satan still in our souls. You have to value the glory realm by bringing financial sacrifice. Anyone that doesn't bring financial sacrifice, Scripture says, will have no rain. It's not optional. When your heart is changed by the burning of the animal, you become cheerful givers that God loves. So I pray as you, one of the greatest steps to burning the animals in your life is starting to bring financial sacrifice. Tithes. Start tithing out of your income into Red Letter Ministries. Start paying a financial price as it is written. If you are not faithful with finances, you will never be faithful in the things of the Spirit, in the things of glory. It starts with the testing of your money. We talk about sacrificing the thousand bulls. A bull costs $10,000, people. A bull costs $10,000 minimum. Some are like 100000 And you got to sacrifice 1000 and it does have a financial implication. And without the financial sacrifice, I tell you the truth, you will never value the glory of God more highly than the natural. It'll still be total idolatry and you'll be doing all your listeners a disservice by not challenging them to actually sacrifice the economic buying power of the natural man. It's the yielding of the natural man to the spiritual man through financial sacrifice. And it's not so much the huge amounts of the Solomon sacrifice, it's amounts of the heart. How much of the heart, the widow with the mites in Elijah's day, Jesus watched the widow give. She gave everything she had. The rich people were given $100,000. They were given less than the woman who gave $5. Because it was about how much of their heart and their buying power in the realm of the natural they were giving for God's control in their lives. The financial lessons are a huge part of the sacrificial system of the new covenant. Look at Ananias and Sapphira. Look at Paul 
I mean, he's talking about offerings in every single one of his epistles. Until this is burned in you, the sacrificial system of finances in the new covenant will be incredibly immature in the priesthood of Melchizedek. And there'll be very little kingship, very little glory. Remember, before the glory filled Solomon's temple, first came the thousand bull sacrifice and all the gold of the people. The gold of the people went into the temple and the thousand bulls. So it's a sacrifice of pride and it's a sacrifice of mammon. Then only after the sacrifice of the nation's mammon and the nation's pride did the glory fill the temple according to Chron Chronicles. That is the order for revival. Most of us have barely even tapped in to the sacrifice of our pride and the sacrifice of our finances. That's what it will cost you to fill the temple and fill America with the glory of heaven. And it's true. And I pray it bless your hearts and the angels will help you to follow the spirit of truth into all truth to fill this world and this earth through the sacrificial system of the new covenant with the glory of God the Father and the Lamb, the arch, the rainbow of the two thrones, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.